Today's guest is someone remarkable, to say the very least. They have had plenty of highs and plenty of lows in their life. They have had loss. They have had gain. They have been audacious enough to lock everyone out of their lives when they were at their lowest, to work on themselves, to better themselves. And after all these lows, enough was enough. And that is when they decided that the only sensible thing left to do was to join the Australian Defence Force. And now today, he, one year later, after making the, the crude decision of joining the army, he is now happily living on base, operating as a craftsman. And then this is when I approached him for an interview. This is where I sat down with him to talk about his life and our experiences together as friends. For the last five years, I have known this gentleman. We met in school playing baseball in my first year living in Australia. And thereafter, many, many years later, me and him ended up moving in together into a unit. And this is where we were living the best part of our lives. We were working together for a long time in construction. We were exercising together. We were spending time together with both our families because they were all very close with each other. It was a very, very good time in both our lives. And as you have it, things don't always go your plan. He lost his job in construction and so was he. He was lost as well. And after a lot of thinking, he decided to join the army. He decided to go into that direction in his life because he would have the most stability. He would provide an education and it's simply just something he's always thought about, even during school. So, today, without any further ado, the guest that I picked and whose mind I will be picking is no one other than K. Bog Dog Bogey. My name is Llewellyn Fisser, and you're listening to Finding Borders. Roll intro, season two, episode three. up mate i'm good i'm good mate i'm <laughs> going well i suppose going like a boeing that's it that's it yeah man so you're finally on an episode yeah i know what's, what's that like this, this was the weirdest part because i've been saying this i've been telling you this you, I, I think i know what you're gonna say and you haven't stopped saying it i so haven't stopped just... saying it but it is true you've been you interviewed some very intelligent people, especially for this new upcoming season as well. You get to interview a lot of intelligent people. And you get old ass me <laughs> coming out of nowhere and now you've decided to interview me. No oh, man. You got you got some you got some stuff in the back there. Don't don't do so hard on yourself. <laughs> I mean, sure, you're not like you know, you're not like these these <laughs> I don't know, man, like what's what's her name? Um Roosevelt, um Old Mate's wife. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Yep. He started the UN. He's got this thing where she's like, you know, just don't compare yourself. Though. Comparison's yeah. what kills joy and happiness. So, plus, mate, like if if you've been through the works, man. Like I, you know, I've I've been first of all, you know, you and I have been friends since like year eleven. Mm. I was in year eleven. You were year twelve back in twenty seventeen, and like we 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 met playing baseball mm-hmm. for for Wodonga Senior. Um, we ended up making it somehow by some miracle to the state we made it to the state <laughs> finals and we lost but that's that's where it sort of started and we kept in contact and and it's just it's been it's been the ringer man like I you know you're very you're still very insightful like I could I could talk about a lot of stuff with you you know you're, mm. you're not a tool that's for sure <laughs> plus I've had people on here that have like I had like the fourth episode, I had like Christian, my mm. South African mate. Like you mm. know, he he's he's like us. He hasn't 
achieved as much as these other people will if you want to put it that way but yeah yeah it's fun man yeah and and plus like you know you've got things going for you you've got a you've got a, a youtube channel you're a, oh. an up-and-coming soundcloud rapper oh no you had a bit of a career didn't you i don't I, <laughs> I like to think of myself as a, like a little bit of an all-rounder yeah yeah, yeah like, you can do it i'll all. try something probably not the best at doing it yeah but i'll try something just for the shits and gigs yeah and see what and happens yeah the youtube thing was definitely one where i was like I, I love going through like your older stuff on youtube and like you, you had a Q and A, bro. Oh, you were sitting there, you were sitting there next to your pool, and you're just like, so first of all, you call yourself Bog Dog, <laughs> on the that 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 name stuck. Okay, I mean, Bog Dog is like <laughs> your your retro on your car. Bog yep. Dog was like on the back of your one iPad. Yeah, it's engraved on your iPad. You're like, yeah, Apple had this free engraving that they were doing with uh, yeah with their at that time. Yeah, so you bought yourself an iPad, a Bog Dog on the back. Yeah, you had your but your podcast, the podcast, the podcast, just stuck yeah. around, man. And I saw your interview, your Q and A. You're sitting next to the pool, real professional, like if your sunny's on, and you're like answering questions. And then one of them was like, "So where does Bog Dog come from?" Like, oh, you know, one of my mates just at school said, "Hey, Bog Dog," because your last name is Bogey, mm-hmm. Kate Bogey. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bog Dog. And like, yeah, it just stuck ever since, bro. <laughs> and then. You go into actually like I watched like your fire single that you dropped, man. Oh, Jesus! It's like a three-part in one single. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was what, what was one of the lines? Something about she just want that chicken nugget. Yeah. Some, yep. Something like that. I tried. I tried looking it up. Look, I couldn't. I couldn't find it. But I probably should have released lyrics with it. Like but a, like a they, transcript. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Like I said, that was in Melbourne when I moved to Melbourne that one time. And yeah, I remember that. So that was after school, what, 2019? Yeah, it would have been 2019. This was, this was in, it would have been like early 2019 because mm. because you also then moved back, was it end of 2019? Yeah. Mid-2019? Yeah. That was, that was actually a really, really good weekend. That one was the one time I went and saw you. Yeah. Like yep. we were supposed to, me and a friend were supposed to go to Melbourne and um, stay in a hotel room there. He ended up cancelling. He had to work or something, or he had an excuse. And the room's already been paid for, man. Mm. Like the room was paid for, the the deposit was paid. I can't cancel now. It's like it's like a Thursday. I'm leaving Friday after work, sort of thing. Mm. So, I drove down, and I think I just I crawled around town that night. So went to the casino. I went to this one really nice Irish bar. They had Guinness on tap for like I don't know, so cheap, man. Like Ten bucks a schooner. Yeah, yeah. You pull in that face. That is, uh... It's a whole acquired taste on its own. Yeah. Anyways, the next day, I I think I yeah I drove out to Werribee. I saw you and your housemates who were living mm-hmm. in a place there on the outskirts of Werribee, um, and then we actually ended up like catching because I I still also had like my Subaru back then. So, yeah. Like, we all hopped in the little the little uh, go kart and we we went down to Geelong. Yes. Went to the, we went down to the pier there in Geelong. Love Geelong. And that was actually I reckon. If Geelong didn't have a beach, it'd be pretty average. Yeah. But the the whole the whole thing, we sat there on the one pier. The pier had like a bar at the end. Yeah, that we was. We sang cocktails and. <sighs> yeah, man, that's like man. dog days now. That is, that is a while ago. Yeah. So Shit. I'm starting like even when you said about year twelve, I was like fuck. Even thinking about how I went, how I got who seen you in the first place like yeah, yeah. all of that even back then was crazy yeah because like, that wasn't supposed to happen like no. you changed schools in year 12 yeah in the, in the and and this is what a lot of people don't like know about you know me as well like I when I moved to Australia I was like supposed to go to year 12 mm. and then the the school counsellor and the principal recommended I redo year 11 because socially it's better for you you can make friends because when you're in year 12 now I didn't know this at the time but year 12 is a lot of drama man a lot of toxicity going on people just want to get out of that place people dropped out people mm-hmm. people um, discounted themselves dropping out of the course they want to do yep. get into an easier one just because they'll get through year 12 it, it was full on and to you for you to go and do that halfway through the year as well man yeah it was um, it was a different experience especially leaving 
what I had behind at the other school. Yeah. Born and bred in me all lot, like in Wodonga. Yeah, because it's, whole life. So it's, it's all like, the year one to 12 school. Like it's yeah. all the way through school. I didn't go there originally. I went to Wodonga Primary. Yeah. Which is just, you know. Wodonga Primary. To yeah. year six. That was good enough. You know, it was public school. It was what mum and dad could afford at the time. Yeah. yeah. And then once we started earning a bit more money, they... They put you into Lutheran put school. Put you in um, private school. Only because of Harrison, my, bro- my younger brother. Yeah, yeah. So... Because he was getting into fights and stuff. Cause and you had to be the guy that stepped in. And he is a... He's a, he's a little troublemaker. He was yeah. back then anyway. He's yeah. fine now, but back then he was a little <laughs> troublemaker. So we decided to go to Victory instead. And loved it. I thought about this on the way over. You guys are polar opposites, you and your brother. Like, first of all, your brother is like nearly six foot tall. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like he's like taller than me. Mm-hmm. And like, but at, at the same time, he... He still, he still looks like you don't get me wrong like jawline and, and the eyebrows and the, 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 all the facial features but like he's like he, he he would um you know isolate himself a lot more he's comfortable sitting in a room by himself playing games or whatever he does in his spare time yeah. listens to music or watches videos like he's comfortable doing all that sort of stuff whereas yeah. you're like a social butterfly man you're like I need like Tinkerbell you need attention to survive <laughs> I've, yeah, especially, I suppose, towards the end of schooling and stuff, I thought, of, like, that's when I thought the most. I've only recently started to sort of transition over to not needing as much, yeah. you know, yeah, and that's... validation, I suppose, because fucking back then, mm. I had no self-confidence. <laughs> I was just like, man, I need validation all the time. And no one, no one did. Exactly. Like, even people who thought they had all the confidence back mm. then, like you... You, you you get people who are good at school and you get people who are good at life. Mm. You know, like like you look at photos of yourself from years ago and, and you think, wow, I was a boy back then. You know, you, you, you... Sometimes it's really hard, even for me, to like try and think about the stuff I thought about back then. Like, what was my mindset like? Yeah. Was my mindset, you know, oh, I just want to go to uni and, and see where it goes from there. Yeah. You, you, had, you didn't even know what you were what you were going to do for lunch the next day and you got to figure out what you're going to do for the next yeah. decade or two of your life yeah exactly a lot right. of pressure yeah this is a, and this is this is what a lot of people even I think even some of the teachers and counsellors might not have understood but there's a lot of pressure on on, on, on you when you're in high school yeah yeah 100% and it's like the school's a factory that has to manufacture kids who have high grades and then you know so therefore they keep pushing to you know, make sure when you answer the surveys, you are more certain of your answer. Yeah. Make sure, you know, you get these marks up or, you know, study hard because you need your V, but not your VCE, your A time needs to be this or that to get into this or that course. Mm. Mm-hmm. Apply for this course in that part of the world because you'll get like, I don't know, credits for it because you're disadvantaged being in a regional school. Yeah. And I suppose I didn't apply myself at all during school tell you that for a fact you still I, got it I still got the, yeah. the year 12 which is especially in our family we didn't have many people past year 12 yeah so I was I was gl- grateful that I did that yeah it took me a lot like I said I had to move schools because I was going through some um, women trouble yeah which was great from back in the other school which was not just like fights or um, just disagreements. Yeah, so I had a girlfriend in year 11 and we were pretty chill and whatever else and then um, I, I decided to break it off Okay. because things got a little bit hectic, chaotic and that's when some of my mates who liked her previously started mm. dating mm. and he told me and that's the thing, what I didn't want to date her because my mate liked her. Yeah. she was new to the school she yeah. came in and I was like alright sweet I'll let you go with her mm. you know sweet let you two do your thing yeah, but she true. ended up liking me and then I sort of ended up liking her back after a while and then after we split up that's when those two started talking mm. I don't know it wasn't obviously despite me but I felt like that well, I was you, like you would you would feel that way exactly you would so I was like fuck you mm. well I know it sounds harsh but I, that's legit my mindset was like yeah, and I suppose my mindset does get like that sometimes, where it's like a you're, it's like 
always the back against the wall sort of thing. It's it's a good thing and a bad thing, I think, because... You mean, like, nowhere to go but forward, or... Yeah, tear it's the wall more down. like a thing, like, where... If something bad happens, like, if someone's talking bad about my name or whatever, my back will be against the wall. And I have no choice but to sort of, like, mm. push out of it. It's... Yeah, it's it's weird to explain, but that's exactly how I felt. Do you think you'd handle that differently today? Yeah. Let's say it was the exact same circumstances, but different people because yeah. obviously your friend and you as well would have obviously well, would, would not happen again yeah because you've learned from it yeah but if it was like you and someone that you know whether it's at work or you know you're in the army it's on base would you then say the same thing you know and i'll, I'll move bases because of because no. of you no. out of my head out of my way i don't let it get to me because yeah because of that situation i feel like it taught me a big lesson on it like it's good to sort of move yourself out of a situation but it will never give you closure yeah you gotta get closure that's what's that's what's the most annoying part was about that whole thing you didn't get closure not necessarily no so you you, you haven't from that whole situation you haven't got closure and it's years and years later now uh, I took it with me into other relationships which I regret what what part of it the um I suppose the my untrustworthiness towards the other half like I mm. couldn't like red flags would be going off in my head mm. sometimes for good reason sometimes for not but red flags would always go off in my head yeah. and you saw especially when we moved in together that situation <laughs> with my yeah. other ex-girlfriend yeah that was sort a... of how that how that tore apart because we both sort of had red flags going. Oh, in a way, I will add to that though. You see, when we were moving in together, mm-hmm. first of all, um, that was a really, really draining process. Like, we would both, at the time, you were working in precast works, so you're doing construction. Yep. And I was working in construction as well, selling concrete to these precast yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you I mentioned it in a previous I, episode. I did, I yeah. did. I, I, um, I mentioned it with, uh, with Tom Neve. Mm. And yeah, so I'd come over and test the concrete. And then you you, you and all the other guys were working. I'm like, oh, what's this monkey doing here? You know? like, <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, you, when you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Yeah, so, 100%. So we, oh, we, but, and this is what I said. You know, I'll, I'll get back to this in a minute. But when we were looking for houses, so first of all, we had to like, get all these applications going we had to okay first of all we had to apply for the house uh-huh. this was also just after like lot the first ever lockdown yeah it's like mid 2020 man yeah so we oh. had to get applications we had to find times after work to inspect mm-hmm. which was really hard because we finished at two and there's always the potential for overtime yeah you couldn't make an, an inspection one day because you had to work overtime i had to like literally rush to an inspection yeah after work like it's half an hour drive and it's, it's so cool this one song by falls came up on the radio and and it was so intense, man. Like it's called like lightning. Mm. It's playing on the radio as I'm rushing. It's about that time where and the drums the only going thing off. Be better would be like an initial D song. Yeah, like yeah. Drifting across yeah, the yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> Constant drifting. <laughs> Deja vu. So that and that's seriously what it was like. For the song is like five minutes long, bro. Mm. Down the road to home, mm. and the song was still playing. Like I wasn't speeding, but I was like, yeah, yeah man, I have to go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Be like lightning. Yeah. So. And then we didn't even get that house. The one yeah. we inspected, I, I rushed over, didn't get it. There's another house, absolutely loved it, didn't get it, man. Yeah. But that's the other thing. You, you start picturing what it's like living in this house, yeah. and your, your heart gets torn in half. 100%. So we had to like go through dozens of applications, half a dozen applications a week. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, what's really hard is, is that, you know, when it comes to all the paperwork sort of things, I find that's between the two of us, that's where I excel. I'm like, yeah. okay, listen, we have these three applications. We have to do them now. We have to be organized and do them now so we can send them off. So we'd come together after work and spend a good two hours on that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we, yeah, we, we, long story short, we found one that, that gave us a chance. My dad actually helped us out there. He, he had to um, give us a reference and put his name on the lease with, with me. Um, and he even went to the, <laughs> the real estate agent. This is what I love about my dad, man. He's so genuine. He would. He goes to them, he says, no, listen, my boy, these are good kids. And he 
he pulls out his palm. He says, I, I raised him by the hand, if you know what I mean, you know. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think that gave her an indication of, plus he's on the lease, so if we go broke, he can cover our yeah. half. Yeah. So we got it, and um, and yeah, man, halfway through that process, you, you called me up one night, because we spoke a lot, we had to speak a lot, because we were moving in. Mm-hmm. And you said, bro, you were in tears. You were like crying, you're like, man something's not right something's wrong i don't feel good i don't and this is when you were still with your ex the at the time and she um yeah you just you just you were crying and i'm like man what what's up like you you you, you're so good at the moment like Mm. things are going really well for both of us and you're getting this gold medal syndrome all of a sudden which i i thought that's what it was but it it turned out to be it turned out to be a, a red flag like you said like you were being I can't speak for what she said, but she was breaking you down in little ways. You know, she was, she was, um, from what I could tell, whatever it was, was draining you mentally mm-hmm. and, and physically. And it, and it, it just, and I, I talked to you up. I'm like, man, listen, we've come this far. Look back at what you've done, not what's ahead. And, yeah. and you know, you, you, you picked yourself up, which was great. Um, and then as soon as like, as soon as, as you did break up and we were already living together and stuff, like you were just, of course you take time to grieve for these things. There's a part of you that, dies off you yep. you were looking forward to it but yeah you just you just you got so much better you were brighter after that man like yeah. like I, I can't explain it and <laughs> my dad also said this he said you guys don't realize this yet but this is the best time of your lives that we us living together yeah that was that was insane like that we, was a good we you got me to sign up to the same gym as you we yep. signed up to the club lime in Aubrey. <laughs> i wasn't going to but it was about time i changed my gym because i've been going to another one since I moved to Aubrey. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, look, I have to reapply for the contract because of COVID and it all expired. So I'll just, I'll change gyms. Yeah. So we, <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, we were like, we were going to the gym together before work in the morning. And mm. then from, from my home, we'd have breakfast and then go to work. We'd work all day in the shed together pretty much because I spent a, like a lot of my time in the week at your shed. Yep. And then like we go home and we, we spent a lot of time together. We did. Un- unintentionally spent a lot of time together, yeah. man. That was real good. Yeah. We were, we were, what, house lives mating together. I mean, we were housemates <laughs> living together. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, that was a good time in my life, really. Especially, I did crash really hard after the breakup, though. Like, I for, there I was for, that, yeah. there was that, that point in time where I, take, I took up smoking again. I remember that. Like, when we moved in, you, you like, yeah. You bought like a little cup to put all your cigarettes in. You were, mm. you were smoking a lot at work, and like I'm not a hypocrite. I was probably joining you in half of those, but but you were like, I was worried. You're going through like packets, man. I'm like, oh, I hope I does not become a chain smoker. That was it, yeah. But yeah, you you you. I mean, even even me, like like, to to add to that, how how when you go sh- through something traumatic, it's like the body tries to kill itself mm. in a way, like with smoking, for instance, or binge drinking mm. like when i you know when i went through my my most recent breakup like like i don't know what it was man i just for the first time in so long i remember just going down the road from where i worked and buying a packet of cigarettes from the service station uh-huh. and i remember once or twice a week i just sit sit down and have a few and just think about things and yeah you go yeah that's it that's yeah. how it is man it'd be like that sometimes yeah and like and I, I looked forward to it every Friday night after work. I'd go home to my parents' place and I'll just catch up with them, sit on the balcony, and have a smoke, look up over the, the valley, look mm. at things, and just think about life. Yeah. What the hell now? You know, like. Yeah. And then yeah, and then life life, doesn't seem to stop sometimes, man. Yeah. I think I I told you this. I know when I talk about you, I bring this up all the time, but you were dealt a couple of bad hands. You were dealt sorry. You were dealt a few bad hands back to back, man. Like you were, you, when you moved to, I think it started with you going to Werribee. So you moved to Werribee and from what I understood, a lot of the work was, was um, like, con- not contract work, like, you know, laboring work. Laboring yeah. work. So yep. you'd have to like, you'd have to, you'd have a job for two or three weeks and then you could put somewhere else for two or three weeks. And mm-hmm. then I know your friend, one of the friends you were living with, said that yeah like you get used to the environment and the people and then you just gotta go somewhere else the next month like 
yeah. it's just the work how the work was it's yeah, not it's, w- working for one person it's working for different companies yeah man yeah, exactly different right. inductions different inductions yeah and so you did that in Werribee hmm. and then you came back and you were going to do an electrical apprenticeship I remember that, bro. You Shit. you did an electrical apprenticeship for about a, a month or two. Then we had Christmas break, and then the guy never got back to you. That January, February, you had to get your mum to actually call Man. him up, and he said, "Oh yeah, sorry, no." Nah, yeah, nothing. exactly right. Because he wasn't getting back to you. He wasn't getting back to me. Yeah. And then after that, is that is that when you started doing precast work? Yeah, that's when I handed in my resume. Yeah. And yeah. then started doing that, and then I. I was doing really well there. I thought I was... No, you were you were perfect, I felt man. like I was doing a really good job. Like, you... You know, I'll put it this way. Like, you just... You just... You got in there, and you were doing some, some precast work in Melbourne, in Werribee. Like, you were yeah, doing these, these tubes. These yeah, tubes. Tube, these tube concrete up. tubes with the cages mm-hmm. on the inside. Look yeah. very... They, you stood them up and let them dry. It looked very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And you did that, so you just gone from that into precast work. Like, you know, just, just a hop and a skip away in yeah. the same industry. And then... And I did say this to Tom as well. You, you, um, well, first of all, you battened down the hatches a lot too. You were like going to bed at eight and getting up at four thirty to go to the gym before work, then go straight to work, and then like work and come back and then go from there probably back to the gym or go yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And um, you took a day off one day, and then they said, "Sorry, mate. You know, yeah, we don't need you anymore." Yeah. I've had that same phone call before from the same company, man. Yeah. It is an absolute shit feeling. It is. Cannot compare it to a lot of things. And yeah, obviously, on that I was doing the weekend work as well towards the end. With the pressure washing. With the pressure washing. And that saved you in the end. Yeah, that's ultimately what I ended up doing as a sort of a full time gig, but it wasn't supplying the money that I needed. Mm. And that's when we ultimately went to Sydney. I remember that. And And yeah. And then that's when I decided to get this new job. So. That's when you, that's when you, we, we were in Sydney in November that year, 2020, mm-hmm. and um, we were at the, we, we saw my brother, <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's like, sorry, it's like the Holy Trinity, he had gone through a breakup too, my brother, yeah, yeah, he was with yeah, her for yeah. three years, yep. so he broke up with her, like, two days before we left, I'm like, mate, we were supposed to stay with you guys, yeah. now, now we have to, like, book a hostel on, yeah. like, right there in, in, um, in the, the, the street, on Bondi, like, on Bondi. you can see yeah. the ocean from the hostel, that was yeah. actually pretty, pretty cool. Not gonna lie, man. But we did that, and um, and we went to the Kuji Bay Hotel to meet up my brother and to meet up his friends and mm. stuff. Really, really good friends. And one of them was in the army, or probably still is in the defense force. He was doing something. I can't remember what, but he was. He wasn't like a, an infantry soldier. He was like special forces or something. Mm. And um, and we we know we sat there. We all spoke. You seemed very interested in what he had to say, and I was interested in what the other guys had to say because one of them was like an economist or a business owner like he was he, he doesn't work he's financially independent yeah so like okay cool I want to talk to you yeah and um, on the way back from Sydney just as the as the first um, cluster started you know no coincidence we just went to Sydney yeah, and a cluster started this, yeah, yeah. then a cluster started not just not just a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> definitely just a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> I won't I'll, I won't say this but the next time I, the, 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 the second time I went to Sydney when you were already where you were, there was another cluster, was another cluster there after. So no, co- just a coincidence, man. <laughs> just a coincidence. So on the way back, bro, you were quiet. Now you all, you talk a lot. I talk a lot. We always have things to say and comments to make, and I just couldn't get a conversation out of you. And I, and this is like way past Campbelltown. So we were driving for an hour, hour and a half, and um, you just you you were deep in thought, and then you had this light bulb moment, like this big old click. And you said, I want to join the Defence Force. I'm going to join the Army. This was in November, bro. So you called your mum up. I remember that. You picked the phone up and you phoned your mum straight away. You said, listen, mum, I want to join the Army. I want to join the Defence Force. And you, you know, you did everything you had to do. You did your medicals. You kept pushing on with your pressure washing job. Your pressure washing job, the work was really bad, man. Like, you didn't have work a lot of days. And no. I, I, I found you were, you were, you were making money. Seriously, no, you were you were no. barely covering your half of the rent. You're barely know. covering groceries. I felt, I felt sorry for you. I'm like, I can't. So bad for you, man. Man, you had I, to pick up my shit. I'm already, you know, working. I'm already redlining on mm. my end. Like, I'm like, I wish I could do more for Cade. I wish I could pull more strings for him. And by then, I had met someone as well, so that was taking up a lot of my time yeah, as well. Yeah. And yeah, so you you kept pressing on through that and. 
came March, you you got in, you got enlisted, everything everything went well, you passed all the tests, the psych, the, the you ended up rolling your ankle in the middle of a, an indoor soccer game when we were playing indoor soccer. You were really worried about that because you I thought... I thought I broke it and then yeah. I was like, fuck, for the physical, I'm going to be... Yeah, yeah. But, no, no, it was just... It was swollen, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I went there with you. Like, you had yeah. It, yeah, if you left your shoe on, it would not have <laughs> popped out as much as it did. Yeah, yeah, exactly so, right. So, yeah, you did that and then you you joined the army and um, nothing, I, radio silence, man. Like, I got a note from you. It's still in my wallet, actually. You you miss, you, 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 you wrote to me... Um, me and my girlfriend at the time, we were both crying when we read it. I'm like, oh, he's doing so well. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. He said to me how you know how tough it is. Well, first of all, you go, hey, mate. <laughs> I'm like, well, of course I know you're going to be like that. Like, so laid back. Just how you been? I'm like, oh, I can't say how I've been. So, no. <laughs> and you're like, and then like there's all sorts of scribbles and words are like crossed out. Yeah, like, I need to yeah. put this in here. Cracked the shits with it a couple of times. <laughs> I was fucking, I was getting over it because yeah. I'm sitting there trying to write it. And trying like, to spell. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't have my phone, so I can't. Yeah, yeah, you know, you spell words. You know, spell correct anything. <laughs> oh, so God. I read it and I'm like, yeah, he's that. That meant so much. And I wrote back to you and I sent. I, I made sure to send that to you straight away. Like that was on top of my list. Yeah, I got that. That was, that was a bit of morale for that day. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And like, then, then a few things happened, and me and her broke up. Around about the same time, you had your march out in May, two and a half months later, end of May this year. And um, we were in lockdown, so well, Victoria wasn't another lockdown, so they, your parents couldn't come and see you, so you asked me to come because I live over the border in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'd be honoured to. Yeah. I'd be absolutely honoured to to go. And I went, and um, I had an exam that day. So... We, we, an online exam so like I went to your march out and we went back to the hotel room and I ended up doing it as you're handing me drinks like here you go yeah, mate. Yeah, here's, here you go. here's, a, here's another hit for you mate bald headed me stop have a quick break have a smoke yeah. <laughs> right, get back into having it having a diet having a drink <laughs> but yeah like it was just it was just really good man I'm happy I could be there for you I'm happy I could I could be the guy in the corner of the foam finger yeah. number one I'm your biggest fan man yeah and now it's a year later this is November 2021 yep you a year ago, around about this time, you said I want to join the army. Yeah, crazy. You, you can look back at that now and say, I did it. I did it. I yeah. joined the army. Yeah. Cade Bogey, Bog Dog, a year ago, where was he, and where is he now? A year later. Yeah. And Progress. Look, yeah, and I look back at even just a few years ago, hmm. like coming out of school, fresh out of school, and thinking what I'm going to do. Like you said, I've had that many jobs now. I went through different, you know, I've done labouring, concreting, everything, because I was just bouncing around jobs. And um, when I did the roadworks for a year, travelling in between states and stuff, I was packing weight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was the heaviest I've ever been. And that, that shit was probably why I came back. I went to Melbourne and that was like the biggest I've ever been especially being in Melbourne hmm. I, I was you're very self-conscious about that about your, your you always seem to reflect back on where you were in terms of weight and where yeah. you are now you, you that, always you never bring it up but you do say have a tribute to this is a photo of me in 2019 yeah. and I looked like a you know a guinea pig yeah a really big guinea pig yeah exactly and then right. a year later I'm like you know I'm swole got these gains bro like yeah i think you're just trying to show that look at what i've lost look at all the weight that i've dropped it was a massive mental game more for me Mm. massive mental game it wasn't even about being swole because i'm not swole swole but i'm heaps better than swole enough swole enough exactly (laughs) right like it was just more of a mental game saying especially because I received messages at the time saying like look how big you've gotten mum would say it mm. you know and then just before she passed away sort of said it to my mum yeah and then that's when the last sort of string hit for me before she passed away that's when I visited during Christmas mm. and this was when I was I reached a century so I raised the bat I was 100 kilos for a man wow. my size wow yeah and uh that's oof. big boy yeah considering I'm 
not in the in the height department. <laughs> so for yeah, for a man my size to be that heavy was not yeah. ideal. So, yeah, and I remember Nan telling my mum, you know, like, oh, I wish he, you know, never gotten this big, and... Really? Yeah, yeah. And then she passed away, like, a month later, and then that's when I was like, fuck it. Gotta do it. I gotta do it for Nan now, like... And then, you know, obviously the people messaging me, it was like more of a fuel to the fire sort of thing. Had it, like I said, had the mentality of, well, fuck you, I'm gonna, you know, lose this weight, just to... It's Mm. almost, it's almost pettiness. I'll I'll get I'll bring it down to that, but it's more of a competitive mindset. Mm-hmm. And well, you, you being the fuel to your fire. Mm. Every time someone tells you, "Look how big you've gotten," don't get me wrong, your nan and your mum like those. If they said that to your face, then it comes from a place of love. Yeah, like your exactly, parents, your parents, man. As much as you don't value their opinions and their insights sometimes you being anyone they're, they're, if there's a reason there's a reason they're saying it to you yeah there's a reason yep. your parents pick up on things and bring it up yeah and um, and that came from a place of love but yeah with people who say look how big you've gotten that's taking an L you're failing like, yeah. you're like okay cool great yeah let's get to work yeah that's it let's it's get to work sort of and that's when you know I started to get motivated and I think the main thing for me is I've always been very competitive person very very competitive yeah it's an understatement and it's also it's almost a like a detriment but it can be a very good thing because i've achieved so a lot doing that we pushed each other exactly that's what i'm what i what i remember is when we were doing indoor soccer man like a lot of it was just fitness yeah a lot of it was just planning out and stuff and we had this thing where we would run from my house my parents house my house at the time in east albury all the way to the park where we trained in South Warburg, and that's mm. that's a good four or five kilometer hike if you're like walking. Mm. We used to 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 jog that, run that, whatever, and we stopped two or three times along the way just to like walk. But as you would stop to walk, and I'd keep going, I I noticed shortly thereafter you just come zooming right past me, and yeah. then as soon as I get tired, and you come past me again, I'm like, uh-uh, no way, yeah, no way, uh-uh, yeah. bro, you're not you're not gonna you're not getting past me, man. It's like we, we, we pushed each other like that. And yeah. and living together, we pushed each other to go to the gym. We pushed each other to just be better. Mm-hmm. It's a really positive friendship that we have. Yeah. Like we just... And that being competitive, you know, you had to compete against yourself. You had yeah. to say, all right, man, well, this is big big bogey. I want to be little bogey now. Yeah, I'm exactly. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push him out. Yeah. And for my, my, my sake, I've very grateful for the people that I've had in my life because mm. it's more of a I love you know all my friends that I've met yeah. are the biggest friends to me but I also look at it as like a rivalry sort of thing yeah like you've got qualities that I want so I'm going to fucking work hard yeah it's not start trying it's not know, the, about the car to learn the, something the from cars you. and the possessions yeah. it's about the morals and the examples yeah. that they're setting man the mentalities if you surround yourself with a lot of smart people and a lot of good hard-working people man mm. that's and you take them with you when you succeed as well man you yeah. say you say listen you guys you've got a barber shop you've got a t-shirt printing business you've got your own restaurant i don't care if i can get all three of those services cheaper somewhere else i'll go to you guys yeah. because you're my friends and i want to see you succeed yeah exactly I'm taking right. you guys with me yeah or you're taking me with you you know however it goes that's 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 so good because you find a lot of people who are content in life and they meet mm. people who are content as well so they a lot of them i would i would say our age waste their time and money chasing cars and clubs and women and clothes and brands and women man and especially you, and you 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 look at that stuff and you think <laughs> okay so um, how much do you how much do you spend on alcohol a week? Oh, I don't know, like ninety bucks. Okay, cool. How much do you spend on fuel a week? Oh, about two hundred because you know you're always speeding and you're always driving around unnecessarily yeah, and yeah. I don't know, chasing after people. Yeah. How much do you spend on clothes? This, that, this, that. And then you're like, okay, so and they go, I don't have enough money at the end of the month. Well, that's why you see all exactly. these these things you're wasting your money on. Yeah. These things that you don't need. These things you could 
you could live below your means. Yeah. Chasing exactly. all these things. Exactly. And it just it just it just makes me angry because you can live below your means and still have a quality life, man. Like you could mm. still associate with quality people. And once you once you're in that, that lifestyle I just expressed and you do a full one eighty and just say, Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my shit now. I'm gonna get real. You'll find who the real ones are then. Some yeah. of them will go with you and some of them will just keep on going and leave you behind. Exactly. And especially during the weight loss sort of journey as well, that's what I experienced, was the the people who I thought were very close, because I tried to distance myself to try and mm. actually lose weight for a long time. I just sort you of You just focus on yourself. Exactly. And my best mates were the ones who I could come back to mm. and nothing would have changed. Mm. The other ones would be like, why the fuck are you not messaging me? Like, yeah. why aren't we hanging out today? Well, you've got a phone. You can message me too, buddy. Exactly. You know, like... You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> but that's that's how it is, man. A lot of the stuff... It is crazy. A lot of the stuff you do alone. Yeah. There's a lot of things you you got to do alone. Yeah. Not not because you choose to, but you can't do it with people. Mm. You know, I... There's things I have to do alone in life. I can't... As much as I'd like to, I can't have a gym buddy. Yeah. Like, I have to do it alone. I have to, like... Yeah. It's almost like I'm rude half the time. Like, people in the gym try and talk to me. I'm like, listen, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I have to, like, get back to my yeah, routine. Yeah. I have to do this. I have to get into it. It's just things you can't do with people, man. Yeah. You can't You can't do the, the 4 a.m. starts with everyone. Mm. You can't do the, you know, the exercise with everyone. You can't paint the picture for everyone. You have to do things alone, man. Um, I, I told you this last night. My lifestyle at the moment is just work. Um, from this is if I'm not studying, work, uh, come home, um, gym, mm-hmm. edit, work on this podcast, and then you know clean up, have a shower, go to bed. That's I don't have time for the only people I have time for are the ones I'm interviewing or my other hosts. Yeah, you know like that's that's really all I, and I'm happy with that. Someone the other day pointed out like, oh, you've been a hermit crab lately. I'm like. I guess I have, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not alone. I don't feel lonely. I've got friends and family I can go see now. But I, I make time for friends and family. Yeah. That is so important. That thing you said yeah, about your nan and your mum, family, family is so important, man. You make time for family, even if you're busy. You prioritize yeah. family. You just, I don't know, man, because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. I, again, Tom Neve. We spoke about if I died tomorrow, you know, would you be happy? Yeah. Would you have done and said everything you could have done and said at that point in time? Yeah. See who you got to see. Man, I always make a point of telling people I love them before I go. Yeah. Seriously, man. Family especially. If I if something happens after I put the phone down and I just said I love you, at least they know I love them. Yeah. Like, even in a fight, man. If you're in a relationship and you're fighting, bro, you can't... <laughs> you don't go leave the house mad at each other, man. Like, that's that's the... Sorry, on paper, that's what you're supposed to do. That thing, <laughs> that thing, <laughs> that thing where you're saying to them, "No, we're not going to bed until we resolve the issue." It's like five a.m. Like, come on, let's just get it over with. <laughs> I'm petty, bro. I would. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm, pe- I'm, I'm petty. You just mute the yeah. messages. No, I'll be like, oh, just I'm gonna yeah. leave. I can't. I don't care. I don't <laughs> exactly. care. I don't care. Just. But yeah, touching on the family stuff, like I'm probably as well like grateful for my family because mm. my family like shit like you, you're gonna get touch wood future episode maybe my father on there mm. and it'd be really interesting to see how close of a mindset that we both have mm. because I don't really talk to him in depth about that sort of stuff but mm. he's always someone that I can rely on like he's my biggest role model for sure 100% he always has been always will and even my mum battling through what she had gone through to sort of come back like yeah, she, going through melanoma yeah because she had melanoma yeah back in 2014 I believe yeah it was because I was just starting high school and that's when she got diagnosed with melanoma and she was battling that for a few years what was that like seeing your mum <laughs> battling stuff that was tough especially the trips to Melbourne mm. like yeah especially when she got it again because 
she had the mentality of the second time will be it. And wow. when she, she when she it. told us that she had it again, that's when I was like, "Fuck, this could be the end." This of is my, it. This yeah. is it. Yeah. And a lot of people are unfortunate that this, you know people die from cancer, but I think I was more grateful that she did pass through that, like mm. that stage, especially in life when dad wasn't his happiest and but he stood by her side and for that for that alone you know i respect my my dad from that alone like Mm. that situation was so hard to get your wife down to melbourne work keep the food on the table pay for the bills you know and still have the answer to everything and still yeah Yeah. keep me and harrison afloat even though you know harrison was struggling during school i wasn't the best during school either like the whole family took a knock. Yeah, yeah, especially at that stage. But we got out of it somehow. You made it. Yeah, we did. You pressed on, man. Yeah. And yes. yeah. that's why I look up to particularly those people a lot in my life. And that's why you said keep family close. Man. That's why I keep my family close. Cause and you... Yeah. Especially my mum. You've met my mum. She's lovely. She's doesn't, so smart. Doesn't say no to a beer. <laughs> Fucking loves a good meeting <laughs> and loves laying on the couch. But she is smart. She is so wise. Some, sometimes I sit there and I talk to her and I listen. And sometimes she listens. She listens to me all the time. She's yeah. a good listener, and she brings stuff up. And I'm like, whoa! How'd you even pick that? I just she I just reads th- people so <laughs> fucking well. She goes, ah, you like this, don't you? I'm like, yeah. what? How'd yeah. you know that? How'd you know that? Reading people so well. She yeah. She knows, especially me. Like, when I'm going through a tough time with someone or something. She knows what's up. She knows. But that's her job, man. And that's her especially, job. like, the mental manipulation stuff that I've been through with exes and mm. people, whatever the fuck else. I'll always go to her and be like, why are they doing this? Mm. And be like, alright, so let's look at the background. Let's look at the past. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And that's why I think I like being a social butterfly because mm. I like experiencing different people's opinions on stuff because it's learning you know you learn how people behave you learn what's good and what's bad you sum people up too yeah I mean it's bad to some some degree to sum people up in categories no no you just you just but you, you sort of you get see the who, gist yeah you see who you would um, associate with yeah who you agree with and who you don't agree with exactly get opinions get you learn a lot of things when you talk to people man like yeah. you could bump into a pilot at a bar and he can explain to you how an engine of a, of a plane works mm. and that two years down the line you remember that conversation yeah. like oh I spoke to a pilot at a yeah, yeah. or you, you you see things you hear things you and and, and that information can save your life some, some yeah. somewhere along the line you know um, I like to listen to people I, was, I like to listen to someone you would call a fool talk not I'm not, not that I'm saying He's a fool because he's beneath me. I'm just saying someone who just absolutely doesn't have his life together, or she for that matter. Mm. You listen to them when they speak because I find they give you examples of what not to do. Yeah. How not to do things. Yeah. And you you take from that and you go, okay, if you really want, you can use that as a benchmark against yourself. And yeah. you go, okay, well, I'm being too hard on myself. People. Talk to people, get get insights on things, and 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 you just you just get to learn the human nature. You get to spot, like especially early on in conversation. Mm. I never used to be good at it, but like liars and stuff like that, like mm. manipulators, people like that. Yeah, you sort of see it earlier on in the signs. How? Like how? It's it's a combination of sort of mannerism that they mm-hmm. have certain mannerisms mm-hmm. and stuff like that because mum's been studying this shit for years yeah it's like she knows a lot and obviously it's because of her past as well yes so yeah when she sits down and tells me oh X person did this because mm. you know of her upbringing etc you know people with mental health mm. do this it makes sense it's yeah. like it all sort of puzzles pieces together and it's given me a more positive look on people not to judge people so quickly and stuff like that like, oh hell no 
no, no, no. Like no. you said, I'm social butterfly. I can mingle with anyone, really. Mm. I don't choose to because some people are really out, like, really bad out there. Like just not in and line with you. Yeah, not in line with my morals. Yeah. And that shit is, like, a whole different kettle of fish. But just t- touching on, like, the mental health side of things, it's like, it's... It's like a an experience thing as well, like, because I've had aunties and cousins and stuff, etc. Like, yeah, that have been to jail, you know, gone to mental health facilities, like, yeah, committed suicide, etc. Like that, mm. like that, all that experience as well under my belt to see how people operate mm. really does help with everyday life. And that's what I think helped with my recent jobs, recent jobs, you know, relationships with family, relationships with people. Mm. It's it's helped, and that's why I like talking to to people so much because you know it's just part of the job. I like to be positive around people because it's like shit. They could be going through a shit time. Yeah, yeah. That that's it's like yeah. You don't you don't know if you're the <laughs> if you're last input is what tips all the dominoes over yeah yeah you know, and sets things in motion and then that's it for them yeah and then you learn not to take shit to heart as well are you yeah yeah definitely like, not not taking things personally man. Mm, you build a th- uh, a wall mm. like a mental barrier especially as men yeah oh yeah once you hit a point where you go you know you're like you like what you're doing now you're bettering yourself you put a wall up to sort of make yourself the man that you want to be you know what I mean like 100% man it's it's sometimes you people are going to try and knock down that wall and I hope they do because then you fail exactly you learn from it and you go on build you know anyone I say this to anyone fail quickly and learn from your failure man yeah fail if you fail get excited (laughs) yeah you know you lost you lost a lot of things in one day lost a lot of money lost a few people you I put it this way, Brendan messaged me yesterday. We're trying to, we're always looking for guests on the show, and he messaged um, someone on Instagram, um, DM them, you want to be on the show, blah blah blah, and she just left him on red, and he goes, how dare she? Mm. Who does she think she is? <laughs> blah blah blah, goes on, goes on. I'm like Brendan, listen, that's great, because then we we don't have to waste our time. She exactly. said she does she's not interested, so be it. Let's move on. Next person, next person, next person. Because it's one of those things, man, it's an assembly line. Like, listen, are you interested in this? No, you're not? Okay, cool, let me go on because you're wasting my time. Are oh, you are interested in this? Okay, let's set a date now. Like, let's get this thing going. Yeah, yep. You, and this is not, this isn't just with what we're doing. This is with business in general. Yeah. Like, you, you want to get a loan to start your business? Go to banks, go to banks, go to banks. You want to get products or clientele? Um, what are the apps we need? What are the, um, the, the, like, can we set up an email chain for these people? Can we, how do, we have to get an ABN, we have to get a tax file number, we have to, okay, we can't get any other stuff, I've got wasting my time, let's focus on something else. Oh, this just happened. You just fail quickly. I encourage you to fail. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, man, I wish, I wish people would rather ask me. put themselves in situations where they fail more. They're too I wish people would ask me more what my greatest failures are. Yeah. Not my greatest achievements. Yeah. If someone in an interview said to me, where do you think you've gone wrong in your life but you've learned severely a severely strong lesson from it I wish they said that to me it's it's a very clever question because because you're like sure you can you can go on about all day about how successful you are but like can you tell me where you've actually failed and you've learned something you get knocked down you don't get up straight away you sit there and you think about what knocked me down yeah and then you get up like you said we went to work sometimes and we were like bawling our eyes out before work that's a tough time in our life. Like, yeah. shit. Yeah. There was some. That was a tough times in our lives, anyway. <laughs> there was yeah. a. Yeah, those those were hard times, man. Like, don't yeah. don't get me wrong. The first three months were great. Yeah. Okay, and then the veil lifted, and then things got really, real, real quick. Man. Yeah. Like, like I I remember, I remember like you know my my pop died. Mm. He died on me, and um, this was in. You know, this was like before Christmas, mm. and um, I was already working a lot. And I was already tired. I um, 
I I was still I was seeing the person my my ex at that time still, and we were in the kitchen, man, we we're just cooking, and I was, I think oh I, I, something might have been wrong. You might have picked up on something, and I was yeah. just washing dishes, and you you said to me that you said to me um, how you don't understand how I can take all the stuff I've taken and keep going forward. You said if you're like strongest person I know how do you have all these things happen to you and you keep going you keep getting up every day and just taking the day on I think I I, I bawled out crying when you said yeah. that man you had to yeah. come and hug me and yeah it was it was, it was, a, remember that. It was a really hard time even even with you man like you you know not with work and everything and, yeah yeah and and you were yeah you were just you were just really lost for a bit because you, you life wasn't good to you either at that stage man no. I wish it was good for us, but we wouldn't be where we are if it was. Exactly. I definitely wouldn't be the man that I am today. Same. Same. I, if this was an easy year, then I'd be a softie. Yeah. I would not have anything oh, going for me right now. It'd be so, like, oh. And that's why I encourage people to sort of get more into the situations where they do fail. Mm. You know, don't be afraid to fail. It happens. No, hell no. Seriously. Like look. I said, I've had... People that I work with now are genuinely surprised of how many jobs that I've worked and how many jobs I've been sacked from, how many jobs mm. let me go, and stuff like that. It's not because of work ethic. I was, it was never because of work ethic. It was more because, you know, I was not suited for that role. And that was not my, my dream, my bigger goal, and stuff like that. Well, I learned something really valuable the other day about work. A family friend of ours, she um, and I had like a FaceTime dinner, she's in Wollongong, and she said to me that, you know, you know, how many jobs I've had. And I said to her, you know, I, I actually got so embarrassed when you asked me that one question, where are you working now? Because I'm like, shit, how many jobs have I had recently? Like, I'm changing jobs every six months. What's wrong with me? Mm. Why can't I keep a job? Mm. And she said, no, I didn't mean like, you're not working hard or anything. I just meant that you know you're obviously not happy where you are, yeah. and you've taken the time to decide to find something else where you will be happy. Yeah. And I, I I looked at it that way. I'm like, I I didn't even think about that. I literally just thought that if I'm if I can stay in one job for years on end, I'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be happy. So I'm like, yeah, that that just lifted the whole veil for me. I just changed my thought and made me made me realize that it's okay if I want to change jobs because I'm not happy, man. Like, yeah. No, exactly right. I agree. Same with you, man. Like, yeah. Obviously, you got sacked and people didn't get back to you and, and that was that was what was messed up about it. You're, you're a good bloke that deserves the world and people trample you. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll never forget these words. My last job, a guy said to me in, in the performance review, <laughs> they really climb into my personality. And they go, Llewellyn, you're a nice guy. But being a nice guy only gets you so far. Wow. And they went into it. Yeah, right. So, Mr. Bogey, being a nice guy only gets you so <laughs> far. <laughs> so, That's... it's about time we get vicious, huh? Yeah, exactly. Getting yeah. the dog out of you and... We were trampled on. And yeah. now we take what's ours. Exactly. We go back and buy the buildings where all the doors were shut on us. Yeah. I That's agree. the way I see it. That's exactly right, mate. And it's there's a little bit of pettiness involved, but it's more of a a lot of pettiness. It's just a more of a proving people wrong sort of thing. I love that mindset as much as it. It's because I watched a lot of you know Kobe Bryant. He did a lot of the same things. Obviously, yeah, he's a machine. Exactly, work hard his whole life to achieve goals, and he did. Mm. Like he'd rock up to training before people. He would he'd leave after everyone. Leave after left. everyone else. He. You know, dribbled post... on weekends when no one invited him to parties. He'd go and dribble, yeah. dribble, 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 and that's yeah. where he, he got his talent from. And exactly, working hard, working hard, and height helps and everything like that. Like you got to be gifted at what you're doing, but mm. hard work can get you pretty much anywhere. So it's like, if you can work harder than your competitor, if they're up at five a.m., you get up at six a.m. Like you get up at four a.m. or five, yeah. six a.m. Um, yeah, it's even even like. CEOs like Elon Musk, they would tell you things like, you know, you can get, if you, you know, worked, I don't know, 80 hours a week or something, you can get like something that takes you 12 months done in like mm. three or f 
four months you know mm. like you could literally cut it down into a quarter of the time if you worked really hard I've met a lot of talented people in my life but I've never I haven't really met many hard-working people well you wouldn't meet them they're too busy working yeah and it's, that's why I want to keep that sort of mindset I want to be like the ghost the shadow mm. that does it in the background and then reaps the rewards later I don't want to be the hush about it yeah exactly right you just sit down yeah you're dead on socials no one really knows what you're doing on socials no but, I deleted them for a while but that, I remember that was that. probably the most cleansing experience of my life same that, I, and I did that with you we yeah. both did that yeah yeah and I was I like that. whoa this feels great man how weird is it this feels great like it's, not I felt like found it fantastic because you're not like nobody's annoying me. You're not checking your your feed. No. You're not like I, I think we did that for Facebook and and Instagram, man. Like we just got both of them out of the way, mm. and like, and that was that was an eye opener. And then like months later, when I re-downloaded Facebook and Instagram, I noticed like the way I use it changed. I don't like every single post. I don't comment on things. I just mm. go go through them, ignore them, and then, oh, this person's annoying me. Unfollow this person. Doesn't really post anything meaningful unfriend mm. unfollow this page it changed my whole perspective on the thing man I, it was it was it's cleansing it's yeah a, it's 100% a, it's a detox like and a, you'd think you'd miss out on a lot but nah, you don't No. Nah. that's the thing you don't miss out on a lot because people tell you about things anyway yeah especially during the COVID time but you've got no one to compare yourself to as well that too you don't have this comparison all of a sudden yeah. oh this person this person's finally you know gone and got an award for yeah. footy club or whatever like, I why? don't care what cappuccino you had today love I'm fucking <laughs> on my grind I don't this, care yeah yeah your cappuccino and your avocado shell like oh. what <laughs> yeah you're just like listen I'm putting my head down and I'll catch up to all that stuff in 30 years time mm-hmm. but for now even when you talk to them the conversation becomes more meaningful because you don't know all this stuff yeah like oh no way you, you've you tried a cappuccino in an avocado shell yeah. where'd you go where, where, where was yeah, this yeah and you say stuff like <laughs> I remember someone was telling me that one of my mates got married and had a house yeah. and everything, and I didn't know like, because what? I was that far off the mark. Yeah. Until like I met up with him one day, and he's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, married. I'm having my wedding soon." I'm like, "What the fuck? Is yeah, you engaged? Yeah, congrats." You know, like, and then, and then the he's reaction. Like, How did you not know that? I'm like, I'm I don't not on socials. I don't. I don't follow anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not with the times. And you know, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It was so much, it was so good. I could do it again, but. You know, ultimately, I've got some social stuff that I do need for work and etc. Mm. like that. But um, I could definitely do it again. I don't see a problem with not having with having it again. It's just I don't care. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, like I said, I'm not as active on it anymore. Like the, like I was. If you stop um, chasing the likes and the the thumbs up and stuff, like yeah. it's the best, man. That oh. currency does not pay off. <laughs> exactly, and <laughs> people were freaking out that it, you know, that it got shut down. You know, like you know how you have. Oh, that, that, Snapchat that'll fucking go go down for say. Uh, Facebook, 20, Facebook went down Face, for a Facebook day. Facebook went down. I was like, did it? Did oh, it? Like, I was cool. like asleep when it happened, bro. Yeah, I was like, cool. Who? Yeah. Who cares? The stock price just dropped. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but, but like, and um, and I also found people were so surprised by it. They're like, what? You? Wow, that's brave. I'm like, mm. no, you can do it too. It's not that hard. Your phone has the same ability as mine to delete and download apps. You can delete it. Yeah, but I need People it for this, but I need so... it for that. They get worried. They get really, really concerned when you say... I'll give you a good example. In school, um, there's this one guy. He only stayed at the school for a semester. But he um, was good friends with him. He, uh, he's not at the school anymore, obviously. And I was playing a game on my phone. One of those Clash of Clan games or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And um, out of nowhere, he just said to me, I said to, I said to him, I'm, I'm playing this too much. I should actually stop as I'm playing it. And he yeah. says to me, delete it. I'm like, what? Delete right now. Delete that app right now. I'm like, I was freaking out. Like, what? I have to delete this now? What? What? But I did it. I went and deleted the app. It's just free. Mm. It's like, whoa. That was so, I was so worried to delete it. But yeah. now that it's gone, I'm, I feel like it's amazing. I'm like, just that relief. So that's what you could do with Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, exactly. oh shit, everything's on here. Every, I have to like things. I have to change my profile picture. No, go and delete it. And it's freedom, bro. Exactly. The yeah. best part was, I think, was when people saw you again. Yes. Yeah. I was... And like, hey, you're off it. When I deleted it, yeah. I wasn't going to the gym. 
you know, I was a bit skinnier back then because mm. I did lose all my weight, but I didn't mm. go to the gym. Mm. I deleted it, went to the gym, just... come back, and I was Swole. I was like, <laughs> I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah, and then people were like, whoa. I had a beard, I had my moustache going, I had everything. Yeah. I was like, shit, yeah. I was the man. I felt like the man. Mm. I was like, I'd go to clubs, I'd still go to clubs and stuff like that, but people try to ask my Snapchat, I don't have it. Yeah. You know, it. add my number or leave me alone. Yeah. Shit like that. Like, that was... That was real. Yeah. That was real, man. You'd be surprised that, you know, even though you can't keep contact with Snapchat and stuff, that girls find... Girls will still find you interesting. Mm. Like, that's what the weirdest part for me was. Like, I thought, because I just wanted to be on my grind. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do, do with, with women. Females. Yeah. Because sometimes it can be a distracting, distracting thought. Obviously, love females and stuff. But of course, man. But you gotta. Sometimes you, you just gotta put that shit to the side. You gotta work work alone. Yeah. Work on yourself. But yeah. And well, as as a last question to you, man. Yeah, go on. There's one last question to you. How would you feel if I asked you to do this podcast with us? Wow. How would you feel if I said to you, "Listen, Kate, I just recorded some footage. I've got some videos." I'd like to have edited because we're working on a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if I sent things like that to you to edit for us and have your name on the on the finding borders? Wow, that's a that's an honor, really. Because you can, this, say, you can say no. No, I I because I'm it, all for it. Obviously, I've got to find time because work is pretty flat out. But mm. you know, if I'm not doing anything one week, of course, I'd love that. I wouldn't even be a full time gig, man. It would just be like. It would, it would literally be like if, if you get an interview you can bring someone on and go for it by all means man well, but it'd be like, it'd be like a, a real helping hand as well and you'd get credit for it it's not just saying oh yeah yeah you'd be like that the, is... you'd be on the production team Jeez. be a four man band oh my goodness gracious yeah no I'd, I'd love to I mean I'm all with what Finding Borders is and I'm all with you know what it's representing and how, how big it's grown already I can't see why, why you know, why not? I'd love to jump on that bandwagon, bro. I'm all for it. Let's let's make it happen. Why not? <laughs> well, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Finding Borders is a new host. Ew. Look at that. All right. And on that bombshell, thank you, Kate. No, I appreciate Thanks for coming on, man. I look forward to us working together then. Oh, well, that's it. Fucking hip, hip, hooray. Yeah, man, from the bay to the universe. I'm not going to... Oh, to find guests for me would be... Be pretty easy, eh? It'd be it'd be easy, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I know a few people that I'd like to interview, mm. but I don't know. I'm not. It'd be hard for me to be professional when it comes oh, to questions right. like this. But yeah, I feel like you and you, Brendan and Liam, have that professionalism sorted out. The organisation sort of side. Right. I'm just like. I'll be the floater. We need a fourth man. I'll be the fourth man. I'll be the we floater. Need, I'll be the one a, that's going. We need another one, bro. For sure. For Dead sure. ass, we do. Yeah. All right, then. I look forward to working with you, bro. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanking you.